0: Hey, everybody. This is Drew Wesselhoff, and you're listening to the Psalm Song Podcast. In preparation for this specific episode, I watched the Netflix documentary Austin to Boston with my roommates. This is a short documentary about how the folk artists Bearsden, Ben Howard, the Staves, and Nathaniel Ratliff did a tour starting in Austin and ending in Boston. But the catch was that they all traveled in VW vans together. It was a charming and pretty good documentary, but there were a few monologues that were a little bit overly spiritual and profound.
1: The road is a fresh start, freedom from the past. One becomes a stranger in a strange land, free to be the person they see or know themselves to be, beyond the confines of their history, without question or judgment. You may have woken up in the back of a car, shaved in a truck stop bathroom, Be wearing a suit you pulled from a charity shop dumpster, but you're the Prince of Estonia for all anyone knows.
0: My roommates and I quietly poked fun at these speeches and called them, quote unquote, folk philosophy. There's something about how a musician can put so much emotion into a song to make it impactful. But if they were to describe the same emotion to you in just words, it would fall a little bit flat. I think this is folk philosophy. Have you ever seen a musician describe one of their songs right before they play it? They tend to say something short and simple, often downplaying the complexities of the emotion in the song that they are about to play. Maybe they also are aware of this folk philosophy phenomenon. Maybe they understand that sometimes the purpose of music is not to be explained and talked about, but rather played and felt. So now that I've explained that, let's call that my disclaimer for what's to come. Sometimes talking about music can only go so far. Sometimes the connections you make to song go beyond words, and sometimes their significance is something that does not need explanation. So I would like to propose that an alternative name for this podcast could be folk philosophy. This is essentially what I'm doing. I'm showing you my interpretation of some of my favorite songs, and then inviting you to listen to them. And in turn, you can interpret them your way. But sometimes the interpretation that I'm telling you about will fall flat. Sometimes it will come off as overly spiritual and profound. And that's okay. All I'm trying to get you to do is listen to these songs. And all I'm trying to get you to do is interpret your favorite songs in a new way, to pull meaning from them that maybe the author intended, but maybe they didn't. Sometimes music transcends its original meaning. So, with all of that, it's okay if you don't agree with my interpretation of some or even all of these songs. In fact, I would prefer it if you disagree with me, because that would mean you are interpreting the song in your own way which is exactly what I'm trying to get you to think about. So, obviously this band is one of the bands that were in the Austin to Boston documentary. But, which one of them is it? Let's find out really quick.
2: Do you have a main name or anything? Yeah, we do. We're called Bear's Den. Yeah, cool. yeah I heard you playing and I it like I like this kind of music. Oh, thank you very
1: much. It's very kind of you yeah. to say that.
0: I like this kind of music too, kid. Yes, this episode's band is the Brit Folk Pop Band, named Bear's Den. The band was originally formed as a trio and included Andrew Davey, Kevin Jones, and Joey Haynes. But shortly after their debut record, Islands, was released, Joey left the band to spend more time with family and friends. Since then, Andrew and Kevin have released their second album, Red Earth and Pouring Rain, in July of 2016. Bear's Den is a member of the record label Communion Records, which was founded by Ben Lovett of Mumford & Sons. And each of the bands that were present in the documentary were collaborators with the company. And all are fantastic. So go watch the documentary, which is on Netflix, and then check out Ben Howard, Nathaniel Rateliff, The Staves, and Bear's Den. Maybe even pause this podcast and go watch Austin to Boston and resume listening afterwards.
1: Since this tour has ended, we've crossed paths many times in many places. Sometimes you can be quite far down a road you didn't even know you were on. The draw of touring can be so strong that years can pass before you even stop to question why you're doing it in the first place. Why make all those miles to perform to total strangers in far-off towns? Why leave all your loved ones behind to live out of suitcases and shit hotels in the back of vans? I suppose the answer i give myself is because it's a damn good time.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming that you've all watched Austin to Boston now, but if not, don't worry, I'll catch you up. My favorite thing about that documentary was seeing how each of the musicians would play their songs for and with each other. Some of the time, it almost seemed like they were all one large band that was touring together. By the end of the film, you can see that they have become like a family unit. But of course, this is only temporary. The theme of Austin to Boston can be summed up by its last lines. A tour is just a long goodbye. But despite all of the goodbyes, each person involved in that crazy BW bus caravan across the U.S. has made friendships and memories that will last a lifetime. For the time they were on tour, they were a community, just like David Wimbish's collection. They became their own collection of musicians that all ate together, played together, traveled together, slept on the streets together. It was almost like the distinction between bands was only a formality for the ease of the showgoers. It was a fleeting short amount of time in one way, but it was eternal in a different way. And there it is. I'm now very guilty of spewing my own folk philosophy. My apologies.
2: I just want to let you all know that I've run Boston venues for a while, and I've been with this venue since it opened. And I know magic and family when I see it, and I'm going to get emotional. I wish that every show could be like the show that you gave tonight. Thank you so much can't say thank you enough to everyone really. We've, we've been traveling with, with about 20 23, 25 people. Definitely one of the most memorable tours any of us have ever been on, so i like, like to say thank you to everyone
0: else. Let's shift our focus back to Bear's Den. How does this folk philosophy and the never-ending goodbyes of the life of a musician show up in Bear's Den music? And why should we care? Do we have any similar long goodbyes in our own lives?
2: Brother do you believe in an afterlife where our souls will both collide some great Elysium way out in the sky free from our shackles our chains our mouths our
0: brains I want to talk about the Bears Den song titled Elysium it is the second to last track on islands and the song is a letter from one friend to another urging the other to never lose their childlike faith It is a melancholy, but yet hopeful song. The first lines ask a very big question. They say, Brother, do you believe in an afterlife, where our souls will both collide, in some great Elysium, way up in the sky? In Greek philosophy, Elysium refers to the third realm of the afterlife. So in the song, Andrew is asking his friend, Do you believe in heaven? Which is a big question. But the song never answers this question. Instead, Andrew illustrates that life can be divine down here on earth. He pleads with his friend to never grow up because he knows that the more you grow up, the more you become disillusioned and jaded by the world around you.
2: Brother, please never grow up.
0: He asks the listener to not let bitterness become you because your only hopes are all within you, to hold out against the night, and guard your hope with your life. Andrew is expressing an awareness of the temporary nature of childhood and in life. One day we might reach a great Elysium, but regardless, we should not grow bitter and always hope in something greater. This song could easily be a letter to Andrew's fellow tour mates from the Austin to Boston tour. Their short-lived tour could be analogous to our short-lived lives. The family and the community that they experienced on the tour is all of them finding hope within them and holding out against the night together. Thus Elysium is revealing that in our brief existence we can still experience the eternal and the precious. In a brief song we can experience the sacred psalm. Our lives are fleeting and short in one way but eternal in a different way. So I have one more homework assignment for you, if you're willing to do it. Pause this podcast again and go watch the music video for Elysium. And really watch it. Take it all in and really think about the temporary and the eternal.
2: Hold out against the night Guard your hope
0: On this music video, NPR's Bob Boylan says, Sometimes music and life intersect in ways beyond words. Director James Marcus Haney's original intent for this music video was to film his brother, Turner, and his friends for a few days while they attended Seattle Pacific University. But a few days into filming, a shooter attacked the campus and killed his brother's friend, Paul Lee. The video was supposed to capture the carefree lives and attitude of youth, but instead it captured their unimaginable grief. James said that when the victim's name was released the next day, the fears were confirmed. Turner's friend and dorm mate, Paul Lee, was dead. With the music video as a last priority, I was thankful just to be with my brother, to support him, to be near him. In his dorm room, he played the song Elysium over and over. A few of the other kids played it a lot too and sent it around. While in the midst of a dormitory full of broken and lost students, I couldn't stop listening to the song either. It took on a whole new weight and meaning. That weekend, my brother and his friends wanted to finish the video in honor of Paul. The end result is a video that depicts real friends, real teenagers, experiencing something far too real. James is right. Sometimes life can be far too real. Let this song remind you of how brief our lives really are, but more importantly, let the song remind you of the beauty of it all as well. So in honor of Paul Lee, when this episode ends, go tell the people that you love that you love them. Show up unannounced at their houses, or give someone a surprise phone call. Give your significant other a big hug and lots of kisses. Tell them over and over how much you care for them. Be with them and spend time with them. What you have together is irreplaceable, and extraordinary. Here is Barristan's Elysium. Grace and peace, my friends. May you guard your hopes together.
2: light, where our souls will both collide, in some great Elysium, way up in the sky. Free from our shackles, our chains, our mouths, our brains, we'll open all the gates, and we will walk, careless, straight into the light. To a silent universe And my very thoughts are cursed They just seem to multiply Forever in my mind Brother, don't grow up Brother, please never grow up God, your hope with your life. For the darkness, she will come. Oh, and you have nowhere left to run. Oh, but your eyes are wider than. You see, don't let bitterness come you, your only hopes are all within you and hold out against the night and guard your hope with your life.